Michel, good morning to you. Hello, hello, Francis. How, can you hear me? Okay. Yes, we can. We're, yes, we can, Michel. And we're, we're delighted to have you on. And uh, we're waiting for a host, Ralph Shane from uh, Speedsport, who's going to be joining us um, any second. So, uh, so thank you for, I know you have been uh, busy this week because you're also testing. Yes, it's been a, a, a very busy week and with uh, personal commitments and sponsors. And we have our last race in Supercopa this week in Puebla so yes it's been a, a it's a busy end of the year and then going to Indy we are also the Hoosier tire racing tire distributors for Mexico so we have the distributors meeting on Monday and Tuesday so I'm after the race on Sunday I go a little bit to the very short time to the banquet then get a red eye to Chicago drive to Indy Monday and Tuesday and then PRI next week and then come back and um, well, gets easier. when we wait for Ralph, um, you have many hats. You're a race car driver, you're a promoter, you're a distributor, you come from a family of racer. Um, how do you manage all of that? Well, I don't know. It's just hard. Just try to, you know, have your to-do list and trying to, to, to get everything, you know, now nowadays. The world is quite hard. The world in of racing, everything is busy, and you gotta have to do everything to to make it. You know, we believe we have a a great product in Supercopa in Mexico. We just we were part of the Formula One Grand Prix together. We did the Legends Cup race, which was a very big success. The distributor for the uh, Hoosier Racing Tire is uh, they are fantastic partners. You know, and uh, we our main uh, clients is Supercopa. We use the tires in the GTM cars, and also NASCAR Mexico uses our tire, and also different clients. Uh, and you know, and with the driving, just I think that's that's the one that takes the least amount of time for me. You know, I I become a race car driver like 15 seconds before I get in the car, and I get. Once I get off the car, 15 seconds, and I kind of forget, forget about all that. So, but it's something cool that I, you know, that I enjoy doing it. And, and hopefully I can get to, to keep doing it some more, some many more years. Well, you seem to be doing really well. You seem to be doing really well. And uh, well, Ralph we is coming on any moment. So um, he said he's sorry for the delay. Yes, no problem, so no problem. we're going to carry on until uh, uh, Ralph comes in. And uh, what what was one of the things that was very important for us, Michelle, is uh, we really wanted to give Latin America and Central America uh, a, a big place this year. So we featured Stock Car Brazil uh, on uh, uh, Monday. We're going to feature uh, Turismo Caratera tomorrow from Argentina. And we have you today talking about, you know, the because the, the racing activity uh, south of the U.S. border is tremendous. And having you there to tell us about what you're doing is extremely important for the industry. So why don't we uh, uh, start maybe a little bit back in your career, uh, how you started, and then you evolve into being a promoter? Well, I mean, 
how I got in racing, it's pretty much my whole family, like you previously said. Um, my I'm going to go to all the way to 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 the beginning. My my family, my father's family, came from Belgium. Uh, my dad was born over there, and my grandparents came to Mexico when my dad was, I believe, like three years old. So we can we we on peut parler français. We can switch in French. Yeah, <laughs> No, my dad forgot about the well. No, my dad speaks a little bit, but I don't know why. When when my parents got married, actually, my mom wanted to to speak French in the family. But uh, you know, I think they were my dad was they were nine uh, brothers and sisters, and I think there was always somebody at uh, at their house, you know, and in Mexico and they felt some they I guess they felt bad about speaking in French in front of the Mexicans or something and like he for some reason he we lost that and it's it's a big shame you know because like I raised in the WTCC with Oreca my mechanics were French you know and I struggled a lot with the with the communication by the end of the season I was able to communicate a little bit but then it was it was supposed to be a three-year contract with Seat Mexico and and they changed president and they moved. But yeah, the French, I, I wish I speak French and I spoke French and we could be doing this in interview in French or, or both. So, so anyway, I was telling I, you, yeah, I, I, was, I was going, uh, they came uh, and you know, the, 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 my dad says that the little memories he has from Belgium is uh, like on his video, on, on his crib, looking at outside the window uh, from a, a, a car from, from the neighbor. And one day the neighbor came and knocked on the door and, and, tell, and told my grandparents, you know, hey, your son is always looking, always looking for something. And it was about the car, you know, and the only other thing he remembers is driving on my grandfather's lap, their steering wheel in Belgium. So, and when they came to Mexico, both my grandfather and grandmother's family, they had a newspapers in, in Belgium. So when La Carrera Panamericana happened in Mexico from 1950 until 54, I believe it was, uh, my grandfather was like a reporter, you know, so he took the, his kids to watch the, the race. And I mean, my dad was born in 47, you know, so he was really little then. And after that, it was just a, a matter of, you know, when he was 10 years old with his younger brother, he would go into the street and get a lift, you know, go and go to the races, you know, and whatever. And and like like this, it was for many, many years, started getting friends. And my my grandfather didn't have the money to support them. And finally, my dad's first race was uh, 20 when he was 20 years old and he got uh, somebody to help him. And from then on, you know, we've always been in, in racing. Uh, two other of my, two other brothers raced a lot, Jean-Pierre and Bernard, who he was also IndyCar driver, IndyCar Rookie of the Year and Indy 500 Rookie of the Year in 1989. Uh, there was, uh, they, they were seven brothers and two sisters. There was one rally that the seven brothers started. Uh, my mom's only, my mom's only brother was very good friends with my dad. He was also a race car driver. So, so that's how it all started, you know. I I I I don't remember a life without racing, you know. For me, I guess I am like an Andretti or, a, or yeah, an was, announcer, you know. So that, that's, that's what I was. That, yeah, 
that's what I was going to say. You know, the Andretti's of Mexico. <laughs> and, yeah, so uh, I that I don't remember a life without racing. You know, with not not going to the track or, you know, so so it's and after that my dad started actually promoting his first race in 1975. Racing at that moment in Mexico was uh, doing not not very good, and some people asked him to to promote a race and there was not many races. So for, for him, it was also a matter of promoting races. So, so he could race. And that was 1975 and 47, I guess, yes, 47 years later, we are still doing the same. Very good. So we are uh, now joined by Ralph Sheehan. You're going to have a proper interview. So thank you, Ralph. For, I know you have been busy and so you carry on. Well, I, Glad I could finally jump on here. Hello, Michelle. Good to see you. Uh, I'm good, to, good to see you, Ralph. No idea what Francisca has talked to you about. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to start from uh, and chat with you a little bit about some of what I was thinking. And hopefully it doesn't uh, redo everything that uh, Francisca already talked to you about. Can you, can you explain a little bit to the folks that are listening what the series is all about? Well, good. Yes, good to see you, Ralph, as well. Um, well, uh, we are promoting the Supercopa. You know, we right now in Mexico, there is basically two national championships. Uh, a third one that it's like a little uh, for endurance and, and Formula 4, uh, but it's more like amateur, you know, two professional championships, NASCAR Mexico and Supercopa. Supercopa... Uh, you know, I spoke a little bit of my family background in racing and how it all, all started. You know, we, we were back when my dad promoted his first race, which was the first 24-hour race in, in Mexico. Actually, it was in Monterrey in 1975. And uh, from then on, a lot of my the championships my dad promoted was about a series with different classes, you know, have many races during the day, short, shorter races. And that was, um, that's basically what we've been doing all this time. And so we have eight races uh, per, per season with four classes mainly that come to all the races. One is called a GTM, which is based on a TA2 chassis built by How Racing. All the cars are the same. You know, in TA2, they have, I believe, three different manufacturers. For us, it's the fourth. Uh, the, all the cars are the same. Um, we put a, a Mercedes body, and our, of those cars, we have 16 cars plus. We have like a, I, I say it's like a DP1 and DP2 on the sports cars. We have the same because from the same how cars, very very similar chassis from TA2, just with a smaller engine, like a crate engine, and. Um, they had they built some cars in Costa Rica, but that series uh, is not going anymore. So so we got a lot of those cars. So right now we have like around twenty five cars racing between both series. That's that's like the main that's like the main series for us. Uh, we have a semi truck series that we did with Freightliner. Uh, my dad did a semi his first semi truck series was in the early nineteen nineties with Dina, which is a Mexican truck manufacturer, but they went bankrupt in 1995. So that, that was done. 
but it was a huge, huge success. You know, I raced those before I went to IndyCar racing and, you know, trucks were packed all the time. So we always had it, the thinking we need to bring the semi trucks back. And we started those again in 2015 or 16, I believe, with Freightliner. It's a truck built in the Freightliner factory in Santiago Tengistengo, like uh, 100 miles away from Mexico City. Uh, but the, the, the basic of the trucks, you know, the two rails, I don't know how you call the two rails in the, for, for the front axle, rear axle, the transmission. Uh, and we put a, a 502 big block GMC engine, a GM Performance, and, and we do the roll cage and fiberglass body. And it's huge success. You know, we have the 12 trucks all ourselves, kind of like IROC or SRX, where we have all the 12 trucks ourselves. And people really, really love them and, and enjoy those races. You know, it's a good noise and, and the racing is always very, very close. We also have motorcycles, 600cc motorcycles racing with us. And, uh, and we call it Formula 5. It's like a Formula V. Uh, the basic of a Formula V, but since you know the those engines are so so hard to to come by now nowadays, that we put a an eighteen hundred cc water cooled Volkswagen engine and uh, and a body a little bit more modern, you know, with a front and rear wing. So that's that's basically uh, a little short, not so short story. What the Super Copa Championship is all about. That's a lot of variety, two wheels, four wheels, and huge wheels when you start yes. talking about the trucks. Tell me a little bit about the car culture these days, and maybe just, not just cars, but motorcycles as well, the enthusiast scene in Mexico. What's popular? What's hot? Well, I think in, the, in history, you know, racing in Mexico has always been kind of big with, big, with you know, bigger and... and and lower moments, like I guess everywhere, um, you know, since the sixties with the Hermanos Rodriguez, Pedro and Ricardo, when they were in Formula One and sports cars, and then you know it came down a little bit. Then Jose Legarza in IndyCar and Rebaque back in in Formula One. Then like Adrian and myself and Mario Dominguez in the car Champ Car days, you know, so. But now with Checo Perez doing so good in Formula One, you know, winning races, the Mexican Grand Prix is the biggest, uh, by far the biggest sporting event in in all of Mexico. And they do, uh, the promoters do a fantastic job. Now they they won five years in a row, the best, the best Grand Prix of, of, of the year from the FIA. Now they don't, they don't, they stopped giving that award away because I guess it would, it would have stayed in Mexico forever because they do a really, really good job. So that, that has helped, you know, that, so people are following racing a lot and, and with, with the GTM car, I mean, we raced last year. Uh, I don't know if you saw that we had a legends, legends race, uh, in with, as a support race of formula one. And it all started because I approached the guys from Formula One trying to see if the Supercopa we could race, you know, and they said, okay. So when they were asking about the series and everything and, you know, with Mario Dominguez and myself racing there, I said, so it started like, hey, and what if we invite Adrian? And what if we invite the next one? 
and we got a, a fantastic group of guys. Uh, Paul Tracy came, Oriol Serbia, Max Papis, Alex Tagliani, Mark Blondell, uh, Bruno Junqueira. It was it was a uh, Casey Mears and uh, from Mexico, Adrian Mario myself, Luis Diaz, and Roberto Gonzalez, who just won the WEC LMP, LMP2 championship and the 24 hours of Le Mans. So it was a uh, a really, really cool event. And, you know, trying to, you know, trying to what we're working and it's, it's been hard, you know, the, with, with Checo Perez and with the, the previous history of the Mexican drivers that have been successful in the US, it's, it's good in some ways, but, but not so good in others, you know, because, you know, we take all the sponsorship uh, away, you know, and, and what we are trying here with Supercopa is to, to get better, improve the, the Mexican industry, you know, of, or in, in racing. You know, uh, I know Francis talk, uh, spoke about that Stock Car Brazil was here, and I guess tomorrow Turismo Carretera will be here. And, you know, we, in a way, we are very similar countries to Brazil and Argentina. But, you know, we have we have the advantage and disadvantage of being right next to the to the US, you know, because, you know, sometimes a small part you order and you can have in two days in, in Mexico and they are so far away. It's kind of like Australia, you know, they they have developed a much bigger racing industry because they because they are so far away from everything. And, and so so we hopefully we are, you know, with the car. The, the GTM car that it's mainly built most of the components in in the states the transmission comes for actually from from Australia we are trying to 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 grow bigger um, and I think we are definitely in the right path to to get back to to good professional racing um, I don't know if if you remember or, or even are aware like in the early 90s we had a championship that my dad did was called Marlboro Cup, supported by the Marlboro company, of course. And we had the we had so many professional, I mean, even drivers from outside. Allenberg, after he did a cup his season in in Formula One, and he came back to Mexico to race. We had Rod McLeod. Um, we had many many guys, mainly from from Europe, that that were racing in, in Mexico, Tommy Byrne, that he's of course very liked in, in the States and, and the level of sponsorship and drivers that was incredible. And that's what helped me. Like, uh, you know, I came straight into IndyCars at, at 19 years old with not, not much experience, but because I was racing with those kinds of drivers in Mexico, that's I think what got me ready and, and I was able to do Okay, you know, so that's more or less what what we are trying to do and and achieve, you know, to get back to that level of racing, uh, with more sponsors and and good and and better drivers. When you go in search of those sponsors, as you talked about, it's very difficult, no matter where you are in the world. It's, sponsorship is mandatory for any form of motorsport. What is it about your series and what you folks are doing right now that? makes it so attractive or what is it that you're trying to utilize to sell to those sponsors when you sit down in those meetings well right now what i think what's been good is we have a, a very good product a very good show 
you know, when you go to the grandstand and because it's, like you said, it's uh, so diverse, you know, with the Formula 5, the motorcycles, and, and there is something for everybody in the family, you know, so, I mean, the son likes the maybe the trucks, the the girl, the motorcycle, somebody the trucks, um, uh, or or the cars, or they are a fan of mine from IndyCar. So there there there's always something for everybody, and it and and the races are, I mean, the, we had on Sunday like the Formula Five, the bikes and the trucks are around twenty five minute races, and the GTM are we have two. 50-minute races where we stop very quickly in the middle for the driver change. It's two drivers, so so it's 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 very easy, you know, for for the family. Even if you are not a big racing fan, it's easy to watch a 25-minute uh, race, you know. So I believe what's been good with the sponsors is is the working on PR, inviting guests uh, because it's it's very affordable and. And it's easy for them to come and and say hi to the drivers and to feel part of the of the of the whole event, you know. So that's that's where it's been the 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 biggest soccer in Mexico. That's that's a, a big challenge, you know. And now with the World Cup going like this year, you know, it's a soccer in Mexico is like number one, two, three, four, and five, you know. In uh, in sports, you know, like it, it's like imagine racing, competing, like if football, baseball, basketball, hockey, and everybody was the same, you know. So that's what that's what we compete um, uh, the most. So, but I believe we are on the on the right path, you know, where where we are able to give a better return of investment on the sponsors for for team and serious sponsors you know that's that's a challenge but we are getting better at it you talk about soccer and how big it is right now in mexico and has been for decades obviously there's major soccer players who are huge stars and they become leaders within that industry how are you accepting the fact that you've become quite possibly the leader in motorsports in Mexico, who's trying to make all of this happen. Obviously you became a star as a driver yourself, but now you're the one who's really setting the tone for the future of motorsports in Mexico. Uh, do you welcome that or is it a heavy burden to bear? Well, I don't think about, about that, you know, um, I mean, for me, I do the way I started racing because I love being behind a car, you know, and if when I was 12 or even 18 years old, if you had told me what I would achieve in, in as a driver, I would have, I mean, I would have not think that it could be possible. Of course, some years later, I um I felt I felt a little close from from winning championships and someone in more races, but I I was pretty lucky about my my career as a driver. But now as a as a promoter, I believe we are this of, of our potential, you know, of what we can achieve. So, you know, I, for me, we are getting better. You know, our, when we started back again with Supercopa, our first race, we had seven cars. We had 10 total, but 
we had like some components that didn't arrive. And so the first race was seven cars. Now we are up in the mid twenties and, and, you know, we are staying right now with eight weekends because our big challenge also is with the tracks, you know, with the tracks that we have and the budgets for, for the series and the promoters, but you know, the responsibility and, uh, for me, it's, it's about the dream, you know, about, uh, I, I, I want to Turismo Carretera for me and the Argentinians and the Brazilians and Australians for me, you know, it's com countries that, that I, we can compare to. And, and for me is to have goals. It's, that, that's my goal, you know, to have a series and, and many, many drivers that can have a good life and good me mechanics that ca can have a, a fantastic life doing this and not having to to do other jobs that would pay them better somewhere else, you know, because um, so, so, so that's my aim and it's, it's not, it's not going to be easy, but, but I am sure that we are definitely on the, on the right path. That's great. I had a question come in from the folks at the motorsports management program at Winston-Salem University up in North Carolina. They wanted to know if there's any of their students that are interested in trying to find a work within the series, how do they go about doing that? Well, I mean, they can probably contact me. Um, I don't know if they, the chat, I can, I can put my email. Um, they can email me and, you know, um, uh, leave me right here. I'm, I'm going to write my email in the chat. And they can contact me and I, you know, we can chat and depending on what they want to do, you know, with a series or, or with a team to, to come and learn, we, we definitely would love to, to, to have you guys here. That'd be, that's, that's great. As you see um, the series developing, how difficult is it to put on so many different divisions on one given weekend? Well, it's, it's not, uh, well, it is and it's not, you know. Uh, what, you know, the mainly, like, uh, for instance, you know, the Formula 5, like I told you, it's a progression of a Formula V, you know. So um, when we started back again with Supercopa, they, they already had a series there, you know. So they, the, the group of, of teams that got together and they had a race here and they were kind of the, uh, quite disorganized. So they came to us and they already had a rule book and all that, that we've been working with them to, to improve, you know? So it's been a, a progression. Same with the bikes. It's very, very similar. You, we have, like, we have somebody that, that handles the Formula 5. We have a, a couple of guys that handle uh, and are the contact with uh, teams and drivers or riders in the motorcycles um with the trucks like i told you what we do is we have um a, a shop where we have the the 12 the 12 trucks uh there and and we for there we have the mechanics and we work with sponsors teams drivers and well not teams but drivers and sponsors to to have that um and that's that's yeah that's some big work actually my dad is the one that handles and is in the shop every day there uh he's 75 and working harder than 
everybody that I know from 20s or 30s, you know, I'm, I'm very, very, very proud of, of, of what he does. And without him, this definitely would not be, be possible. And the GTM, um, I mean, that's, I mean, that's like any big series, you know, you, you, it's big work, you know, trying always to have uh, and improve the rule book. We have a technical uh, director, of course, every, everybody complains all the time because they have to, you know, if, uh, especially Latin countries, you know, it's very hard, you know. I mean, my, my racing in the States was, I think, the culture, you know, when Penske racing wins or Chip Ganassi wins, you know, they realize, I mean, they are good and they have good budget and it's very professional people and they have very good drivers. And that's a challenge in Mexico, you know, when people win, uh, it's because they have something better. You, if you finish fifth, it's you are the best driver in the world. It's impossible for somebody else to to beat you. You know, so so that you know we are working on on that. That for me, that's the the main thing on trying to to work on the culture to give to give also power power to the teams. As an example, you know when the 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 race is over. Uh, for tech inspection, we do a draw. I hate it when somebody decides, hey, I'm going to check the shocks. Because when somebody decides that he's going to check the shock absorbers, you are not checking everything else, you know? So people have doubts why they are not checking everything else. So we have a draw with, I believe it's like 13 numbers. And let's say number one is the fuel system. It's a whole fuel system, you know, from the tank, the fuel pump, the lines, everything on to the fuel injection, no? Number two is the front suspension, everything. So we, we do a draw, whatever number comes in, and, and the teams themselves are the ones that, that, that do the inspection, you know? They go and check the front suspension on all the cars. So now they, they, they cannot say, hey, as a series, you are helping anybody or, some, or something. And it's also a way from them to see it and see, hey, these guys are doing good. The only thing that we don't have in the in the in that draw for those 13 numbers is the engine the engines we they we have different engine manufacturers uh it's very very tight rule book and what we do with the engine is the only way you are going to open a, an engine is by a, a protest you know so you have i don't know if you say protest i mean like um you know you put the, your money you put $5,000 and that gives you the right to open it. If the engine is good, the car owner keeps the money. If the engine is bad, he's disqualified and the guy that made the protest gets his uh, engine back. But even before that, when we, ha we have a rule where once a weekend, each team can get the data from, from whatever team you, they have. So, so if you have a doubt about somebody engines, or even to improve as a driver, you know, you can go and say, I want the data for the guy that, the guy that was in pole position. And, and not once in all these years, uh, the guy in pole position, his engine has been faster or, or the guy that they have doubts or anything, you know, we, we don't have engines. So, so even though people complain because it's, I think it's in their nature and they have to wake up to complain. If not, they don't feel they do nothing good that day. Uh, 
it's been it's been quite good you know because it, especially with the engine is it's very expensive to keep doing the rebuilds and all that you know and i don't like it like i said that somebody says and or the technical director for the series oh i'm going to check engines you know and if you just rebuild your engine the week before you have to pay for another engine so so we try to stay away from from those problems and i believe we have to still improve the system but but it's it's getting better actually if you remember ralph Fosele garza uh i drove for him my last season before i went to the states and in this weekend he's going to come as a a supervisor on the as a racing you know as advisor also to give more credibility uh on both the their racing on track racing and uh, as the technical so Yes, we're trying to, Michelle, to improve Michelle, and be I more have, professional. Michelle, I'm sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> we ah. just have to, yeah, we uh, we have to keep the schedule on and we uh, we would have loved to carry on for another hour with you. And then we uh, we have our next guest as lineup. Um, and so we, we have to, uh, you know, to end this session. But thank you so much for, for your time, for all the great work you do in Mexico. That was very important for us to have you on to share uh, the activity in, in your uh, in your country and uh, we are going to invite you back another time Michelle for sure and thank you very much for being with us registering on ePartrade is easy to start click on the join for free button on the home page first search your company to see if it's already in our database if you see your company on the list click on it to select it then, choose Claim Company if you are one of the decision makers, an owner, marketing person, or main company contact. Or choose Join Company if you are an employee, and press Continue. If you couldn't find your company in our database, select Register a new company. On the following page, fill out your name, email, phone number, job title, and choose a secure password. If you chose register a new company, you'll need to choose your business type. Select supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to source new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional race team. Then enter your company name. Please provide a website, Facebook page, or LinkedIn if you have one, and choose to either claim or join the company. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Finally, click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. An email will be sent to your inbox. Please confirm your email address and you will be approved shortly. Welcome to ePartrade.